the Beatitudes. That's what we've been talking about. And I hope you've joined us. Uh, we're Today we're on part six. So we've been spending a lot of time on the Beatitudes, which is uh, part of the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus uh, pulled his disciples aside and taught them some really important things about the, their Christian walk. So I'm going to read through the Beatitudes again, and this time I'm going to read them from the New Living Translation. Matthew 5, verse 3 is where it starts. So Matthew 5, verse 3, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who are who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when uh, people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all kinds of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits for you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. So we've covered all of the other uh, Beatitudes except the ones on persecution. And if you notice all of the other Beatitudes, it's just one blessed or one, one blessing for each particular thing. But those who are persecuted, there's two blessings. It says uh, God blesses those in verse 10 and God blesses those in verse 11. And it all has to do with persecution. So those who are persecuted get a double blessing, a double blessing, a double awesome blessing. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it, it says. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted the same way. Now, you would think in your normal common sense way of thinking that People who are living according to the word of God, good Christian people, people who are living by the Beatitudes would be considered the hallmark of society, win all kinds of awards, the Nobel Peace Prize, you know, just be accoladed and be lifted up and be looked up to and applauded, given awards and respected, you know, for he's a jolly good fellow and all those kinds of things, but that's just not the case. Do you know the first person who was killed for his faith? It was Abel, Adam and Eve's son. And did you know that of the 11 remaining disciples uh, after Judas, you know, left, 10 of them died vicious and violent deaths because of persecution. And the remaining one, who was Peter, died as a prisoner. The apostle Paul was repeatedly beaten and imprisoned, stoned and left for dead. So uh, persecution is part of being a Christian. Throughout time, true Christianity has split families completely apart. And you think, well, how could that possibly happen? 
You know, family members have been ostracized. They've been betrayed uh, to religious or government authorities. Christians have lost, lost their jobs, been beaten, imprisoned, and killed for their faith. You know, that's what the Bible tells us will happen. But, you know, in the United States, we're shielded for, for so much of that, from so much of that. We don't have the persecution in the United States like happens in other countries. You know, and a lot of the persecution in, of Christians in other countries never makes it to our, our news outlets. Uh, it's not really reported on. Uh, but most experts believe that the persecution of Christians in the world right now is the worst that it's ever been. So we need to be aware of that. You know, you think, well, who's doing this? Well, you have like ISIS in Asia and West Africa, Al-Qaeda in the Middle East, Hindu nationalists in India, Al-Shabaab in Eastern Africa, Boko Haram in Nigeria, Nigeria's Hassa Fulani militants, radical Islam in Asia and Africa, drug cartels in Colombia and Mexico, China's Communist Party, all of those persecute Christians, imprison them, kill them, and the worst one of all is North Korea. You know, I read a book one time about Christians and their life in North Korea and how they really endeavor to serve the Lord, to worship him, to learn his word, to live their Christian life. And, and to the extent that, you know, one or two Christians or, or, or a very small group of Christians will sneak away, hide, and when they, they want to worship the Lord, they sing everything silently. They just mouth the words because they can't take the chance of anyone hearing them. You know, they might get one verse of scripture on a little piece of paper and they memorize it. They treasure that. They hold that dear to them and they've got to hide it so that no one can see it. And the family members find out, or co-workers or neighbors, they'll be turned in, and they'll be turned into the authorities. They may be put in prison. They may be killed. So persecution, although we may not feel it here so much in the United States, it's a very, very, very vivid reality for many people around the world. In 2 Timothy uh, 3, verse 12, 2 Timothy, sorry, 2 Timothy 3, verse 12 in the NIV, it says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So God is telling us if we're going to live a godly life, we're going to be persecuted. You know, in your life, you might be persecuted because you don't go out and drink with all the other people from your work or your family or because you don't watch movies full of cussing and nudity. Uh, you might be persecuted, you know, because you want to go to church on Sundays um, you know, persecution in the United States might be just, you know, people don't like you too much. And that's very little to put up with compared to other countries. You know, there's a false teaching that says if you have enough faith, if you're truly, truly walking according to the word of God, you will never be persecuted, you'll never be tortured, you'll never be, never be imprisoned, you'll never be martyred. And that's really a false teaching that ignores the very words of Jesus and implies that he's a liar. Jesus told us that if we're his followers, we will be persecuted. You know, persecuted people a lot of times are walking more in the will of God than, than many of us and have more faith than many of us. So I just encourage you to, to be very careful if you have like a Western view 
of scripture that's tainted by our comfort and our safety in the United States because we we are very uh, very blessed here in the United States, but it's not like that in the rest of the world. John fifteen twenty says, uh, Jesus said, remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. So uh, Jesus is promising us persecution. In First um, Peter three fourteen in the NIV it says, "But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed." So God promises us that we are blessed if we're persecuted. So what should you do if you're persecuted? You need to rejoice that you're counted worthy of persecution that your faith is strong and, and something about you stands out that you are persecuted. And know that the Bible promises you that you will be blessed, if you, that, uh, that you are blessed. You know, if you're persecuted, you are blessed. You should stay strong in your faith. You shouldn't second guess, you know, God, why are you letting this happen to me? God already promised it to you that it's, it's part of, uh, Having Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and following him, you have to give up your life and follow him. And persecution can come along with that. Remember to always walk in love and forgiveness. Think about Jesus when he was on the cross. And he was he was really being persecuted because he was actually beaten almost to death and then he was crucified. But Jesus walked in love and forgiveness. And in Matthew 5, uh, 43 through 48, and uh, here, I have it right here. I'm going to read this to you. It talks about if you're persecuted, to be sure to pray for those who persecute you. It's Matthew 5, uh, 43, and it's I'm reading this out of the NLT. It says, you have heard the law, law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. So when we are persecuted in any way, we are to love that person that's persecuting us and pray for them and forgive them. So I hope this has encouraged you. The Bible says that we're blessed if we're persecuted. And so count it a blessing if, if your faith is causing trouble at your job or, or in your home. Uh, just uh, walk in love, uh, follow the word of God, and stick close to Jesus. Well, next week we have a conclusion to the Beatitudes with some really good insights from the Word of God. So I hope you enjoy, uh, join us next week. And I just encourage you, if you've never chosen to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says we're to come to him, we're to repent of our sins and call upon him and we'll be saved. And I just encourage you to call upon the name of Jesus, repent of your sins and turn your life over to the Lord. And he will give you a new life and uh, he'll make you a new creation and you'll be blessed in all that you do. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you learned from this and uh, join me next week. And also on Sunday, Pastor Terry and I are talking about we've got marriage problems. So uh, it's we've got some really good insights, some really good help for uh, marriages to keep them strong and keep keep them healthy. 
So we'll see you. I'll see you on Sunday morning. Bye-bye.